family. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Kat English, author, entrepreneur, and business owner of A Lot of Locks Hair Suite and host of Minding My Black-Owned Business, Women in Business podcast. This space was created to celebrate and highlight successful Black women entrepreneurs in the community who represents the culture. Get free business tips and resources for Black women aspiring to start their own businesses. Today's guest is Aisha Pearson. She is she is experienced and highly involved with counseling and consultations, education for individuals, couples, and family groups. She also supervises and um, supervises. She does consultations for K through 12 services. Aisha Pearson is a member of the American Council Association, and she is a finer woman of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. Community, help me welcome our guest, Aisha Pearson. Hello, everyone. Thank you for the invite. I am so excited to have this conversation today. Awesome. And it's truly a pleasure having you on as our guest today. Thank you. Uh, in this series, I want to touch on self-care in regards to Black women in a community who represents the culture. Um, in our first question, the effects in a pandemic has caused increased conversation with multiple definitions and confusion around the concept of self-care. From your personal profession and personal experience, how would you define self-care? So um, when we think about self-care and we think about all of the ills of the pandemic, um, the additional stresses and things like that of um, the social and racial injustices of this time, we hear a lot coming from different news media and outlets around this issue of self-care. Um, and when you think about the word care, it implies provision, attention, or concern. So when you think about just what it means to have self-care, it means the way in which you nurture or support yourself and sustain wellness. And that's along the physical realm, the mental and emotionally. Wow, that is a well-rounded, <laughs> self-care is very versed. Um, I also think that um, it's also important that we take the time to be wanting to um, make that time for ourselves, whether it be relaxing, <laughs> having our quiet space, our quiet time is extremely important on all levels. Absolutely. Prioritizing those um, special times to unplug, um, understanding what actually is depleting your energy and taking away from you and causing you to feel empty is very important. Um, it's also important to understand that self-care is not just go get your hair done, get your nails done. You know, those things will impact your mood. But as we talked about, you know, self-care is about a holistic view of wellness. And it's not just one space. So when you think about wellness, you need to think about really all of the categories. So thinking about um, where you are emotionally, how do you feel, how do you connect, process, and reflect on all the emotions that you have. And when you find that you're in a space that you don't want to be, what can you do or what do you know to do to replenish or refuel yourself? 
And then also there's the practical self-care. So in practical self-care, it is what are the normal things we do from day to day that helps to reduce stress? So if you have a lot of anxiety around finances or different things like that, what do you do to care in that space so you do not have additional stress? It may be creating a budget, um, staying on task, organization. What are the practical tasks that you do? And then also, of course, there's physical care. So when we talk about physical care, everyone says, of course, exercising, movement, it impacts your mood. But physical care also means knowing what's going on in your body. So it's very important to get those regular checkups, to do those tests, make sure you have your mammograms and things like that, because that is very important to your physical self care, to know where you're at at all times. And of course, we talk about your mental and your spiritual self-care as well. Just understanding and doing activities to nurture your mental health and your spirit. Amen to that. (laughs) In our new normal, Black women are dealing with added stress related to work, family, health, racial injustice, and trauma. With so much happening around us today, why should we protect and prioritize self-care? And what are the benefits of that? So one of the things that I find that we as Black women, we have the superwoman complex. We are heralded as um, the individuals who can take everything and just keep going, keep going without any thought or care for ourselves. And it kind of dehumanizes us in a space where we don't have the option or the luxury to stop, pause, and really take a self-assessment. And it's so important for us to do these things because if we don't, if we don't make those intentional stops, our bodies will make them for us. And generally, it's not at a time that we want. So it's important that we make sure that we plan out and continue and be intentional about creating space for self-care. And when I think about it, and when you think about even the pandemic and the things that we've gone through lately, if it has taught us anything, it's taught us to drill down to the most basic of human needs and necessities and to protect those things that are most important, like survival, safety health and connection. And if you think about those constructs, you know that they are all in the part of those self-care categories that we just talked about. So it's, it's, that, it's so valuable. Actually, self-care is essential for the continuation of healthiness and wholeness, especially in our Black women. And one other thing I want you to kind of think about is there's nothing in this world that we hold value to that we do not protect and maintain. So if you value yourself, what you have and what you give to others, you need to do what's absolutely necessary to protect Mm -hmm. and maintain. Yes, right on. I wholeheartedly agree with that 1000%. (laughs) So with that, can you give us examples of the common barriers that Black women experience with self-care? What tools can we use to overcome that? So when I think about some of the major barriers that we have, three actually come to mind. First and foremost, it's 
the mindset around self-care. So we've talked about like a general description and we've talked about categories, but sometimes we have the media or we have other people making, um, making self-care seem like it's an option, it's a luxury, it's plush, you know, or, you know, it's privilege. You know, there are individuals that may not be able to afford to go out and spend time at the spa or take a girl's weekend or things like that. And so it's almost as it's a privilege to have self-care. And so in that space, when you think about the necessities and just trying to survive, luxury goes out the window. So if you don't have a true idea of what self-care is as a necessity, then you will not prioritize it. And that is a huge barrier that we have. Um, we don't prioritize the things that are most important to us. So that's one. The other that I would say is time management. Mm. So coupled right with that um, that viewpoint of not viewing self-care as a necessity, the other space is we don't make room for it. Uh, or we easily put it to the side. How many times have you, as a woman, promised yourself, oh, I'm going to go do this. And then there's a call or there's a response or there's an ask of you. And you're like, oh, okay, I'll do that later. We put it down. And that's the worst thing that we do. We don't make time and we don't protect that time. What I like to call it is like our personal integrity bank. So when you make a promise to yourself to do something for yourself, to benefit yourself so that you can fill your cup, keep it. And as you begin to keep it, your cup fills. And when your cup is full, only then should you be trying to give anything out. I think one of, um, there's a trauma therapist named Robert Shapiro. I love how he puts it. He says, feel your cup flowing to the top and only give from the overflow. And that is a little bit different than what we've, we've been taught. We, we say, you know, you can't give from an empty cup. But what I want to put you to say is have regular self-care so that your cup is always full. And when you're giving from the overflow, no one is left wanting. So that's one of the barriers, too, of the time management that I definitely find that that we as women definitely uh, struggle with. So the time management and that piece of uh, not viewing it as a necessity. Mm. And that's something I know that I do personally often as a mom um, working my own business. I always put self-care on the back burner. <laughs> But, you know, with with everything that's going on, I'm focusing now, shifting gears with putting myself, my needs, my priorities first and um, honing in on self-care being top of my list. So it's, it's getting better. <laughs> no, that's one of the things that advice tips that I would say definitely for entrepreneurs. We, You know, as as the business owner, you don't punch a clock. So you're not the employee. So it's not a nine to five. It's you're nurturing this baby, your vision, your purpose. And with that, it's just like having a child. You don't punch out. It's not over. But what you have to do is prioritize and find ways to maximize your time and delegate 
can take time for yourself. So although there's no clock there that's going to tell you or anyone's going to tell you to stop, you have to know yourself enough to say, I value me and I don't want to lose me. So I need to do something for me. Yes. So with that, um, can you give examples of common barriers that we as Black women experience with self-care? So in those barriers of time management and viewpoints, one of the things that I would say of ways that we can overcome it is that we have to be intentional and acknowledge that sometimes we, you know, may, we may feel guilty. Guilt comes into play a lot of times when it comes to self-care. And when you feel guilty, sometimes you have to push through. You acknowledge it and acknowledge that there is a guilt there because you feel like you're missing out on something or you are exchanging this time. But you have to understand that self-care is not an expense. You're not taking away. It's an investment. And when you look at self-care as an investment, then it shifts those thoughts. So it's not necessarily guilty. It's something that needs to happen in order for you to have growth. So pushing through those pieces of guilt, make being intentional about your time and increasing your personal integrity. So doing and what you say, when you say it, especially if it only benefits you. So those are some tools that can overcome it. Yeah. And one other thing I would say is about self-awareness. So self-care is, you know, it could be just a group of activities if you don't have self-awareness. Self-awareness is really knowing where you are, what you're feeling, and activities that can combat or answer those things. So being aware of who you are is very important. So after we take those tools and we add them into our toolkit, how can we start practicing and utilizing those tools as a part of our daily routine? And what does that look like? Sure. So self-care doesn't have to be hard. It's not long drawn out where it takes up half your day. But the first part is determining what exactly replenishes and refuels you, what activities restore you and add to you and not deplete you. So once you decide on some things, you know, based on those categories, based on physical, emotional, what fills you up mentally and spiritually, once you decide on those things, then you begin to come up with a plan. And so there are things that you could do. You can start small. You can choose one activity, like from a category. And you can say, I'll do that three times a week or five times a week. And so you keep your promise, keep building that personal integrity bank, and you do what you say that you're going to do. And those small things, as you do them, it become a habit. And then at the end of the week, you have a self-assessment. How, how does it feel when I actually follow through? Did that add to me? Did it level me off? Did it reduce frustration? Did it make me feel levels of joy or appreciation? Or did it improve my mood? And if it did, then that maybe that's something that you need to continue. Or it gives you the the exercise or the muscle, I'll call it the self-care muscle, you can add more weight or you can add more activities. 
so you can build from there. And some of these activities, if you did that, it could look as simple as five minutes of meditation, five minutes of prayer. Um, you have exercise movement. You can go, go for a walk after dinner or you can engage in yoga. Um, you can do mindfulness if you have where you're just racing, racing and you have like an influx of thoughts. You can do mindfulness, deep breathing exercises. And if you're not like familiar how to do the deep breathing exercises, there's so many free apps. Um, there are so many activities that you can go through and just this little start off with two minutes and build up to three or four and then move about your day. So these are like grounding activities. Mm -hmm. um, you can, before the end of the day, have a few minutes just to calm down and relax and reflect and be and find things to be grateful for. Sometimes the way our brains are set up, we are naturally hardwired for negativity. So mm -hmm. to sit and be intentional about the things that you are grateful for, it helps to improve your mood. So it's just little shifts and changes that you can do to address your self-care and increase your mood and help you to address your wellness holistically. Mm. And you know, it, it sounds like most people who are like always on the go, going, 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 going like that hamster wheel. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, I'm not going to say hard. I'm going to say challenging. It's very challenging to gradually make those um, decisions. Um, for me personally, it took baby steps and I'm still in the baby step phase. <laughs> with being more intentional with self-care and taking the time and doing everything so that I can make sure that I stay grounded and practicing those exercises. <laughs> but it is a process. It is definitely a process. Um, in the exercise space, you know, that's a work in progress. And so I like to say exercise or movement. You know, because sometimes exercise, the word exercise can put up red flags for people. Like, I'm not ready. I've never been athletic. That, you know, just different things can be attached to exercise. But movement, it could be something as simple as, you know, dancing in your living room to a song. Just one song just to get up and move. Or, you know, like I said, taking a walk or, you know, just doing something to get the blood flow, the circulation, and just get you going. Um, getting out in out in the sun, vitamin D, getting that vitamin D to improve your mood. You know, in the, in the wintertime, because we don't have so much sun, you know, people suffer from those winter blues. But, you know, during this time, take advantage. You know, take that sun in, get those rays, and increase your mood. It's just the little things. I know it's challenging. It's challenging in the mind to say, I need to stop this work especially as entrepreneurs like i got this task i got this project this opportunity is here but in five minutes most times it'll still be there but if you don't stop for yourself sometimes you won't so it's important to give yourself a few minutes out the day you've earned it yes indeed yes so with that, um, again, thank you for coming on and sharing tips and information from your expertise. 
Um, at this time, can you tell us a little bit more about the services that you provide to your practice and contact information? Sure. Um, I am the owner of Pathways Counseling Solutions in Livonia, Michigan. Um, Pathways provides individual, group, family, career counseling, and we also provide uh, groups for uh, students and a women's group called My Sister's Keepers. So we have um, definitely a full array of therapeutic interventions and supports, and our motto is a journey to a better you. So everybody's Everybody's journey is different. And at Pathways Counseling Solutions, we walk along that path with you. We ask you questions. We support you in decisions and help you to understand how you make decisions, how is it serving you, and if it doesn't, find ways that serve you best. So um, it's, it's a wonderful place, uh, wonderful services. Um, I'm really excited about some of the things that are coming down the pike even now. Um, we are currently... Uh, opening up spaces for our safety teen group and safety stands for securing America's future enriching today's youth and so we have a teen support group for individuals age 14 to 17 and we talk about just general issues that they struggle with peer pressure um, confidence cyberbullying self-esteem um, managing with blended families um, you name it they talk about it and it's, you know, it's just a way for individuals to connect and um, just learn more and get skills. And the same with our My Sister's Keepers um, Empowerment Support Group meets once a month. We'll start back up in September. These groups are starting back now that we're, you know, coming more in person and that deals with self-esteem, confidence, Again, working with blended families, managing your time, work-life balance, and um, just supporting the woman as a whole. Um, we are Sisters Keepers. So if you're interested in any of the support groups or any of the mental health services and coaching services, please feel free to contact um, me. You can reach out via our um, website at pathwaysolutionsllc.com. for yourself. I am so happy and grateful that we have had this opportunity to meet and thank you to the um, to this Brandy and and Kathy English for inviting me. Um, thank you everyone for joining in the conversation. Uh, if you have questions, concerns, or if you would like to book our guests for a consultation, please visit www.pathwaysolutionsllc.com to book your appointment. Also follow the podcast at Minding My Black Owned Business, Women in Business podcast on Apple and also Spotify or podcast airways near you. Thank you all. Have a good night. Have a good night. Thank you for being a part of the conversation. If you have questions about today's episode, please shoot us an email at dopeblackbiz 
at gmail.com. See you all soon.